We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, 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 and hello to your Miami Heat Beat Post Game Show. I am Siobhan with you today, uh, helming, helming the ship while G is up in Canada somewhere getting drunk. Today with me, I have my boy Frankie G. How are you, Frankie? Oh, you're muted, Frankie. Muted, Saucy. They didn't blow it in the fourth. Sorry, I am producing. <laughs> I am rusty. I look like a fourth quarter heat offense right now. But we win. Heat win. Third we quarter. Win. Third quarter. Third quarter. <laughs> we win. I'm, I'm doing well, Vaughn. How are you? I'm all right. Saucy takes. How are we doing up there with the with the glow light? Oh man, uh, everything's uh, as you know, everything was as good as the offense in the first half. But you know, so good. So, so things good. Going well. above average. Above average. <laughs> above average. Yeah, 16th ranking. Um, so, yeah, let's just kind of jump right into it. We don't have to stay here too long. Like you said, Miami holds on to uh, a lead in the fourth. We pull out a close game. A sub-100 point game for both teams, 99-96. Uh, to 96. Um, That is fantastic for me. Not, like, <laughs> ideal, but <laughs> shit like that warms my heart. Shout out to my guy, Mark Schindler. I feel like it warmed his heart a little bit, too. Um, so, yeah, let's just kind of go with it. The first half, I thought the offense in the first half um, looked pretty good. And there were a few components that I really, really liked that helped juice in the first half. Frankie, um, how did you feel about the first half offense, namely the the pace of the offense, either in transition, off the secondary break, just the pace and cuts and the movement? Of the first, how did you feel about the offense to begin the game? Uh, I really enjoyed it. it. It felt more free flowing, more everybody got getting involved. Uh, ball was humming. Uh, everybody was playing within the system and like play for each other. That's what that's like the ideal yeah. kind of flow that you yeah. kind of want as a coach. You're, you're looking for everybody to get involved early, get everybody the the, the rock. Uh, like Bam, I felt Bam had like a really strong first half, and he had like six points in the first half. Cause he had like, he had, he had like five or four assists, four or five assists. 
okay. just getting everybody involved, uh, strategically attacking the gaps uh, from the from each level of the floor. Uh, they, they they weren't forcing it, just hunting shots. They were uh, taking what shots were there, and they were being aggressive when the gaps were there too. And that's something that's lacked a lot this season. And that's what that's that's what bogs down the offense sometimes in the half court. Is they don't uh, they don't they settle too much, especially in transition. They settle way too much uh, for jumpers and, and looking for the kick when there's a three on two instead of trying to be aggressive, trying to get to the to the rim. Uh, but mm -hmm. yeah, it was. I, I felt early on you felt a lot of uh, energy from the young guys, especially Jaime, especially uh, Jovic. Even though Jovic had a, a rough shooting uh, game, he he had like three assists in the first half. Um, I thought he he moved the ball extremely well when they went to the zone. He had he got Bam a, a nice little touch pass dunk, um, and yeah, I just I just felt like the process was good for the most part. I uh, really enjoyed the first half. I think they showed a lot of what we want to see them be uh for 48 minutes and now it's just finding that yeah when you say um when you say playing for one another what does that look like to you 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 touched on it a little bit but i want to give you a little bit of space delve into that just a little bit more um it's it's the ball free flowing it's it's moving side to side reversing the ball attack uh skipping it back and forth like th there's way too many times the, where the heat offense really bogs down is it sticks to a side. You're forcing a DHO action. You're forcing a pick and roll action. The ball has the defense is just locked in on, the, on a two man action and doesn't get to flow into it. The, the weak side help just gets to focus on the ball and gets the, doesn't have to worry about what's behind them. And yeah. that's where it really bogs down. When you're when you're a defense and you don't have to worry about anything else, just fo just focus on ball. It makes guard protecting the paint really fucking easy. And it, it, I think it really affects the, the flow of it. Also, as shooters, you know, it's really hard to catch and shoot when you haven't touched the ball all possession. Right. So even yes. if you can get a catch and shoot three wide open, but you haven't touched the ball in, in two minutes, it's really hard to get a good even flow, get your legs into it if you haven't moved your body at all either. And I felt like the cuts were well-timed. They were spaced really well, uh, mm -hmm. opportunistic, and, and, they, and filled our cuts. I, we have so many cuts to, into the paint and <laughs> in the paint and and the first half I, I felt we went back to it in the in the second half unfortunately but uh first half yes. was a lot of cut nothing there you sh you show you flash it's not there keep cutting all the way through to the to the corner and and let the offense flow but uh first half was great second half was <laughs> a lot more of regular heat basketball missed a lot of bunnies too yeah Lou we um so we finished with 23 assists on the night right and it felt like a bit more, but maybe that's because for me, I'm still um, in in such love with the way that the first half went. 16 of those assists, shout out to you doing some research for me really quick. 16 of those assists um, come in the first half. We only get seven in the second half. We'll touch on the second half in a second, but what did you see offensively from the first half? Was it the um, the insertion of kind of the Duncan back into the starting group and what he allows them to do was it more so the young guys and just kind of the freshness of their legs and just wanting to juice um how did you feel the offense uh, i guess kind of oriented itself around you know motion and moving it in the first i feel like we controlled pace for just about mm -hmm. the entirety of the first half um mm -hmm. except for some moments where paulo was doing his thing and we couldn't really contain him specifically in that second quarter mm -hmm. but um in terms of like offensively like like frankie said like 
it felt like everybody was getting the ball. And even the people who weren't shooting good, like Jovic, et cetera, um, were doing their things uh, in terms of like not letting the ball lose any energy as soon as they touched it. Something wasn't there onto the next play. And it was just constant. Like uh, it felt like they were flowing into every single set. And if the first option wasn't there, they were hitting second, third, fourth options with enough time on the shot clock um, to, you know, be able to facilitate a decent offense. I mean, they, they finished with 56 points in the first half and it felt like they were just kind of not getting what they wanted, but um, they were comfortable is, is kind of my point. And then, you know, obviously uh, we'll touch on the second half here later, but uh, things started to take a turn and just, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Specifically for, for me, it felt like, you know, like I'm not a big component, like this team does need Lowry, but I feel like, you know, considering the people that we were missing today, which was, you know, ours, you know, one, two and three, essentially, um, I do think the guys stepped up admirably. Uh, I'm not going to flame Josh Richardson today because I do think he played particularly well in the first half in terms of in terms of getting us some relief buckets. Um, And, I, you know, it's crazy because in the first half we had 56 points. It felt like Jovich missed alone, like two or three bunnies um, on transition, like. It, it, it's it's crazy to me that we our offense was flowing as well as it was in the half court, but I felt like in transition in the first half, while I do like that we're getting out and running more, I feel like we, I still feel like they can be a lot more uh, efficient running these breaks, man. Because yes. yeah. uh, my yes. goodness, some of these things that they're doing, it's like <laughs> they're getting three on twos, three on ones, and it's like, what are we like? Why are we settling for a contested layup over a guy bigger than us when we have an extra pass to somebody who's cutting right next to us or an yeah. open three. I don't mind the three-pointers in transition. I just don't like when the three-pointers in transition are coming from players who shouldn't be taking them and they're contested. When those yeah. two things are happening, then it's an issue. But, yeah. other, you know, it, it was – it was uh, the first half offense wasn't bad. And to Frankie's point, like, Bam wasn't really scoring, but it felt mm-hmm. like he didn't need to. Yes. And, you know, it was the offense was just clicking. A, a lot of that was Hyman making shit happen. I'm going to be very fucking honest. It, yeah. if he had a stretch there where it was um, just his ability to process the game offensively yes. in terms of I have a smaller guy. I'm going to back him down, put him in a blender and get to the cup or I have mm-hmm. a bigger guy. I think I have foot quickness on him. I'm going to yeah. bring him out, face him up, drive by him and then use my pivots. Yep. Just man for a rookie shit shit is special every time we watch him like it shouldn't be the thing but like every time i'm like are they gonna figure him out and we are damn near i believe we're 38 games into the season we are almost at the halfway point of the season and he has not been figured out yet so that's a fucking positive (laughs) you know so uh, to a couple of your things right you're talking about um just the the free-flowingness of the first half and the first cut's not there. Okay, cool. We're moving it. We're getting. It's like uh, I liken it to like a quarterback going through their possessions p- progression. Sorry, your first target, that first route you're trying to hit. Nope, not there. I'm like I'm I'm rifling through my my options quickly and efficiently, and I'm not losing any kind of rhythm while I'm going to do it. Um, and it's, it's it's and it's fun to watch like that type of Miami basketball. I enjoy basketball that is played that way i understand uh i understand what a a central um like 
guard focused or like the central focus of like a mm-hmm. guard who can break shit down, who can get him. I, I understand the the importance of that and what that does for our offense. And I won't say that we don't need that, at, at least in spots, but I enjoy everyone getting a chance to touch it. You can like watching it, you can feel the ball whizzing around. You can feel guys be engaged and 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 enjoying what it is that they're doing, how they're playing with one another. And I think that goes into a lot of the playing for one another because we're all playing with one another. I thought yeah. the first half looked really good. Lou, you talked about um, Jaime's just ability to exploit whatever mismatch is is kind of presented at him. At one point, Miami had had um, oh back to the, kind of the first and some of the Jaime stuff, and that's just him pushing in transition too. At some point, we had ten uh, ten fast break points where in the first half where we averaged like eleven for the the total game, and yeah. that's again that's the young guys wanted to do it. And like I was saying, Lou, to your point about Jaime, just the the processing speed. Like you said, mm-hmm. I got a little on me. I'm putting you, I'm taking you under the cup. I got a big on me. I'm giving you a fake and I'm timing my fake. I had a tweet about it a, a little while ago. Like Jaime plays in like the half beats. Like he, yep. he sets a dude up anticipating that they'll react on the one. And now I'm making my move kind of on the two while you're in your, you're falling down while you're in your descent from my fake. I'm going up stuff like that. It's just so kind of, you know, uncanny. And at one point mm-hmm. he had had seven field goals and all of them came in the paint. <laughs> like he yeah. is our biggest piece of rim pressure. I feel like, and it's Easily. nuts. Like who, like, I don't know if any of us kind of, you know, first saw him, him having just kind of this type of impact. So, in the Nobody course of, and, and you can't, and you can't. And, and, like and if you, you say you did, you're exactly. lying. Exactly. Like, let's and, keep and it you honest. you can say that his skills are, he has yeah. translatable skills, but to see it actually playing out in such a clear and fucking efficient way is, is yeah, crazy. Yeah. Go ahead, Frankie. There's, there's a, th- like we talked, we all broke, saw his film in college and we knew he was a crafty high IQ player. There's a, a yep. difference between doing it to t- uh, a 20 year old and doing it to 28 year olds nine-year veteran in the NBA. Lead vet. Yes, and guys who've been around the league. Doing it to Joe yeah. Ingles, who's, who's got more experience on his head than, than Jaime's been alive. Right. True. Uh, like, like he, he's just – he's so crafty and smart with the ball. And, like, I, I feel like you're seeing more in this recent stretch. Like, I just want to yep. talk about it. You're seeing in this recent stretch, he, he is showing a little bit of tired legs. Uh, yep. Yes. At, yes. At, at points, especially in the second half, he, he, the had, bunnies. he had, yeah, yep. he had like 17 yep. in the first half and finished with 19. Yep. Um, and he, you know, it's, it, that's to be expected. He's still a rookie and he's still mm-hmm. got to get his body accustomed to playing 82. I don't think he's missed a game yet. I was like, he, he said he only he played has played every game. I think he's exactly. played the most fourth quarter minutes of the yeah. whole rookie class. Like <laughs> he's been a stalwart. And, yeah, and and, and the, yeah. the the I'm sorry, you mentioned the bunnies, but yeah, that I mean that was a problem for the Heat all night. That's the only reason yes. this game was fucking close because they yeah. both team neither team could shoot. They both shot thirty percent from the from three, but the Heat missed so many fucking bunnies. Yeah, yep, so Blue. many. If I felt it feels like a Jovic specifically, he needs to do a better job of when he. I feel like when he's dribbling the ball. And he's going downhill, very good at avoiding contact and getting to a comfortable shot. He just doesn't have the roller in him yet. And it's okay. He's 20 years old. He's never, yes. I tweeted the other day, he's, he is a, he was a shooting guard, small forward overseas at 18, yes. who was taught or who was being forced to play the five. They realized that shit doesn't Not work. That. 
right. moved him to a four and moved him kind of to a more comfortable spot. But he's still doing a lot of things. He didn't pick and pop. I mean, he wasn't yeah. really picking and popping or picking and rolling anywhere overseas. He's just learning this. So uh, just the cadence when he catches yeah. the ball that he doesn't have to one, two and go straight up that he can take a dribble kind of like, you know, to to Bond's point on like the, the things Hawkes does to get him off rhythm and then finish around him or draw a foul and stuff like that. Those things will come, but I feel like Jovic specifically today, offensively, I didn't think he played bad, but he did miss yeah. like three or four bunnies where I was like, dang. <laughs> Shout out Jeff in the chat. Um, since November 11th, Jaime That's is crazy. 15th in minutes played. Just in the whole league. 14th. Sorry. 14th. Clarification. <laughs> um, uh, Lou, to your point about Nico, and one of the things that I have enjoyed, like you said, he's he's been moved around from what he used to play to where they tried to play him, that shit didn't really quite work, moving him back out to a, an area of the floor that he can better exploit the things that he does do well. I've appreciated the way that he is. Um, he's put on more. Like, he, you can, he's visibly stronger. Like, you can see that pounds. he's put on more. Yeah, but he also plays a bit stronger, too. He's yep. taking bumps. He's, he's rebounding super aggressively in traffic. Mm -hmm. And stuff like that is just really nice to see, like a good aggressive rebound. That's like a slingshot kind of into a break. Like all of these things are momentum gainers. And I, I'm just, you know, for what his inefficient shooting night was, just continuing to watch him, um, you know, get his feet more and more comfortable on an NBA floor. Let's move, though, into, boom, first half was what it was. Third quarter, third mm. quarter, bird Bro. quarter. Like, I <laughs> Real turdy. You know, kind of all season it's felt, um, or at least at, at large chunks of the season, it's felt like we go away from the processes of the things that worked for us in the first, and we just kind of do something completely different sometimes. And at times it is to the, to the, you know, to the credit of the defense, right? There are adjustments that are being made and, and you know, kind of all of these things but sometimes I do feel like a lot of it is us. And like I said, we finished the game with 23 assists, had 16 in the first half, seven in the second half. Hawkins has two points in the second half. Frankie, you talked about some of it being, you know, some tired legs. Lou, what is it? Um, and I want to stay away. Well, no, we can a little bit of macro, but specifically tonight, but a little bit, like I said, overall for the season, what is it, or at least recently that has felt like, has been the shift in what we look like in the third um, versus the way that we are comporting ourselves in the first half. Uh, it just feels like, like you stated, like the processing comes out a little bit clunky. It feels like uh, specifically in these recent games without Lowry, it's felt like we started good, like the game plan is good. And then the other teams adjust and we're just a tick late to just counter. Um, and again, it's a lot of players taking responsibilities that they typically Where don't have. Oh, let's start going. Hey. Hello, Gianni. Hey, I, I Cold heard Gianni. Listen, I, I'm tuning in. I, I'm in I'm in a frigid Montreal. It's it's like it's like three degrees. I'm colder than the heat office. All right, Lou, I like what you said. Without Lowry, they get off the All right, take him out. Take him out. Get him out, out of here. Out. Thank it, you. I didn't know he was backstage. I would never you say some shit like that. I apologize, <laughs> y'all. Let him hijack the show. You can bring it back in, Frankie. Go ahead, Lou. Finish. Oh, he quit. Show. He left. <laughs> <I'm leaving>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no if it, it feels like we kind of stall out, and uh, uh, credit to the to 
to specifically other teams, but I do think um, our screening needs to be better. It felt mm-hmm. like in the third quarter specifically, mm-hmm. they stalled out our offense about three, four times. And it's not just on the screener. It's also on these people who are not used to being ball handlers. They are not yeah. hugging BAM screen tight enough, and they're allowing the player to interfere so, and just yep. completely shut off our offense. Oh, my God, yes. And that happened like <laughs> that happened like for six – for the four minutes that we didn't score, it felt like I saw that six times. I was like, <laughs> can we and, – and during these stints, I feel like I wish we would counter a little bit more – and I know Hawkins has tired legs, but at some point we need to incorporate him in the mid post when it feels like our offense is getting stalled out above the three point line. Let's go yeah. back to what we do good. Yes. And that is if we don't have the perimeter Posting players, off extended block, <laughs> exactly run, run your horn splits, do whatever you need, yeah. get them on the block. Just basically stop making it a perimeter oriented game. If they're taking you out of that, like we should, we have enough counters in theory to just, all right, that's not working next thing yeah. and just hit it and like yep. he he this is the difference was in the first half he was getting those <laughs> and he was making them pay and then in the second half it was like they were just trying too hard to get the same set moving and it was mm-hmm. like our just the ball handling the, the screen navigation from them was very good but like our players uh duncan a couple times hawk is a couple times bam has some fault too in the screen setting but like they were just getting cut off because they weren't hugging this like they weren't forcing the guy to go into the screen frankie no. you felt like you wanted to touch on that oh my god so badly it, it's, <laughs> it's so much lazy work on the on the guards they're feel, yes. they feel that they get chased they're getting chased so all they got to do is run to bam and it like you said like they're not coming tight enough they're they're expecting bam to move late and set a, a late illegal screen but that's putting bam in, in potential foul yes. trouble that we do not need him to be with, with our depth and our defense, depending on Bam the way it is. Yep. You set, do the work for him, set yep. your man up, push him down, come off tight, a lot tighter. You're, they're giving him them so much space to wiggle between. And it's bad enough that it's it's Jalen Suggs, who's one of the best, best perimeter in defenders in, in basketball. He's yep. an elite screen navigator. You for cannot sure. make the job easy for him. And yep. yeah, Duncan definitely, Duncan normally does a pretty good job at it. Uh, but yeah, tonight uh, a bunch of times, especially on the DHOs, you have to come off real tight because yep. Bam's got to expose the ball there. If you don't come tight, you're you're getting a potential for a little tip, a little deflection, get a little bobble, and and that creates a turnover, and, and they're going the other way. And they need to do a much better. That's something they definitely need to clean up. And it's it's I think part of that is a um, and and Bob, you can speak more to it, but it, I think part of it comes down to uh, laps of of uh, of uh, a stamina with your mm. focus when 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 you're running short, so short-handed i feel yeah. you're much more susceptible to uh little mental technical mistakes like that yeah super like you're you're you have mental lapses you have like these these mental bouts of fatigue that like you said take away from some of your technicality and movement and like you're saying those dhos especially against a team and with an elite screen navigator that's going to you know make that task as difficult as he can himself you cannot be allowing space to make that easier but with those super tight dhls almost force you into Suggs bothered the shit out of duncan d rob came out on top but it was still a battle he super did uh craig dillinger even in the first half so duncan hit those first two threes 
And then, like, that next possession, he had it in the high left corner. He went up one time, Jalen slapped it out of his hand, got it back, tried to give him, like, his little fake thing. I think Jalen hit it again. I was like, okay, so, like, Jalen's in dunking shit. And that's cool. Like, that, you know, that's fine. But, Lou, to your point, we have other things that we can go to when that stuff isn't working. Like, draw attention to the other things that we can kind of do. Then you eventually loosen those things that you were trying to do back up. Those, like, super tight DHOs, you almost – force yourself into like a, and it's tough because so like Duncan is the primary DHO guard, right? And while Duncan's ball handling has improved, his passing is, you know, better or whatever. Those super tight DHOs almost force you into kind of nothing but a floater, a lob, a a drive to kind of finish at the rim or a kick. Like, yes, you have to do it tight, but it almost takes away some of the what else that you can get to with the with the handoff with especially with Duncan trying to come for the three. I um you were talking about the ball handlers Lou there was a there was one point in time and about Jaime need, needing to be more involved when it is this lineup. It was like Caleb Josh, Jaime, Haywood and Kevin Love at one point. And we were trying to initiate offense through Josh and Caleb and we have Jaime just kind of sitting in the corner after mm-hmm. having, you know, had these bursts of I, I I can do things like, you know, kind of let me help us do things. Let me help set us up. Hey, there, back there. Um, Frankie, when we have those types of lineups, how would you prefer to see it orchestrated? And I know, you know, for perseverance or for the preservation, I'm sorry, of Jaime, he can't have all of the on-ball reps. But you have right. Caleb, Josh, Jaime, Haywood and Kevin, who is supposed to orchestrate and like organize and not even organize we do a decent job getting people in places but triggering it and 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 getting all of the things how what are we supposed to be looking for in those types of lineups we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, I thought they did a great job early on. Get it, just like letting it flow and, and being uh, uh, like opportunistic about the, anytime you, you, you take, you make the defense rotate. Uh, there were there was plenty of plays and, and there were some plays where I, I noticed it. Uh, I tweeted about it that Duncan missed it. Where uh, like like on the main point, it's Jaime. It's Jaime because he's the perimeter guy. He's the point guard in these lineups. Jovic did a great job starting, even though he didn't shoot well. Uh, but there, it, it's it's more of a team effort uh, because there's so many actions you can go to. You can go to Bam and Jaime in the high post. You can go to Jovic uh, passing from the from the wings. His, his passing, uh, finding cutters and, and finding Bam slipping uh, has been really key in those early starts. Uh, but there's plays where, you know, you're not really running, like you're running at multiple actions within a play. Uh, there's And, and you got to be really key on, on taking advantage of the defense. There were so many plays in the second half where ba- uh, Dunk is coming off a of DHO, Bam gets the slip and roll, the defense helps, and, and Dunk is still looking for Bam. And yep. he has this the one pass away skip for a wide open three to Jaime, to Josh, to Caleb. And those are high percentage catch and look threes. And we're we're still looking, we're still trying to force the issue there inside. And it's just those kind of things where you need to clean up. And if you if you stack those on top of each other and, and make that happen time and time after again, like you're gonna miss out on, on some great opportunistic yeah. looks. And uh, with it with you're playing the shot clock, you're gonna have to be against the shot clock a lot. And that's what it boils down to. But I felt Jaime getting them going, getting the clean passes. We've talked way too much about bad post-entry passes and, and games where they can't even get the ball inside the post. Uh, but, to, okay, Bon, I want to go right back to you. That first play of the game where instead of getting Bam involved with the post up early, what did they do and, and how, how did that look for you? I loved it. The first play of the game for Miami is always bringing Bam to the ball with a like low paint cross screen or some diagonal up screen, back screen type of action. He's coming to the paint. He gets his face up and then we kind of go from there. We started tonight, same action, but bringing Jaime off. And he just has a comfort there. Um, And you keep Bam kind of spaced a little bit. He gives it to Duncan. Duncan penetrates, doesn't really have it, kicks to Nico, knock down three. And, you know, I just... I don't know. I, I, we have those things that we can do. Like we have, you know, those ways that we can incorporate multiple people. There was a play, I think in the second, I was definitely in the second half. I can't remember the quarter where we moved it side to side. It began with a a Jaime, like mid post up, nothing there, moved it around. I think Nicola dumped it off to Bam on the left uh, high block, try to get some stuff there. So, you know, um, yeah, the, the third quarter offense, it just tends to stagnate in such a confounding way. Like, it's really weird. Uh, even like Josh, you know, not going to harp on him, but he was doing some good cutting, some good off the ball cutting, some good cutting when guys' heads are turned. Um, Frankie, to that point, um, talk about the advantages that cutting and advancing the ball. We're going to try to get out of here within the next 10 minutes, but talk about the advantages that you get when you move the ball with a cut and with a pass rather than trying to force a drib- force the action off of a dribble so much. Well, you just talked about it uh, m- m- uh, multiple times. You said nothing there, move it. 
nothing yeah. there, move it. And yeah. that's been a, a big problem about the on-ball juice for the Heat this season. Uh, Lou, we've talked about this a lot, just how <laughs> if they can't force it when it's not there, you got to, if you, when you're, when there's nothing there, you're attacking a gap and the, and the defense, it, even if you don't get far, you get, you get one foot in the paint, you're bringing the defense in. The defense has to at help. At least some, at least yeah. some. And, and you had, you know, it's on your teammates job as well to open up the, the angle for the pass, open up the cut for the for the uh, for the right spot to suck in the defense and take advantage of you already penetrating, even if it's a little bit. But we got far too often where we're dribbling and we're trying to get get through it and trying to get through it and trying to get through it. And then, boom, we're taking the contested shot and it's not and we're like, where's the foul? And, and that's not good offense. But when the ball is moving, the ball is humming. You're able to take advantage of the, of the defense rotating, and when the defense isn't it, like no matter how fast you are, no matter if you're Dwayne Wade, no matter no matter if you're Ish Smith or mm-hmm. John Wall, you're not going to be faster than the ball. You cannot move faster on ball than without the ball. So these cuts, these passes, the Lou that zone uh, play where they they swung oh, it around man. to the corner, Nico touch pass to Bam on the on the slip uh. for the dunk. That was one of the prettiest plays all season. So simple. So it was, simple. It was so good. I went back. I rewinded the play after the dunk <laughs> twice. Right. I, I and then I was, I, yeah, I was there. I was, I was telling my, I was telling my dad. I was like, "Are you looking at this? Because, because it's, it's that's what happens." And, and you know, like the, the that's why I, I, I don't want to harp on it, but the point guard conversation to me is so yes. overblown sometimes. Because it doesn't fucking matter if you have a point guard. If everybody can make decisions quick like they did there. It was quick pass, Duncan, Nico, bam. Less than two seconds. Just yep. doop, doop, doop. Easy zone buster. And if you have people that can process with and, – and huge credit to Jovic. Because he's yeah. done this now several times. And I, I, I want to get to something really quick on Jovic because – uh, we've gotten a decent sample size now, mm-hmm. Jovic and Bam minutes. I have some stats, but just your eye test. What has it told you between these two? Like, how do you feel Bond specifically? Because I know me and you are are huge uh, Nico fans. I, I enjoy it. Like it's. Uh, and I mean, gonna, I know you too, Frankie. Oh, we gotta, I said it we, like I don't want uh, the guy. We're gonna <laughs> have to do like a separate pod because there's so much stuff that I kind of would like like to talk about with you two specifically, separately um, with getting Tiffany in here, but like, I enjoy it. You, if nothing else, you can't play, like you can play a uh, small on Nicola, but oftentimes they're playing some length on him. So that's at least moving some length out of the paint. So Bam is more free to be who he is and in, in kind of less space. Nicola is a great, he gets Bam involved so much easier than some of the other guards An elevated sight line like being able to just see above things and not have to give a million fakes to get a defender's limbs mm-hmm. to move out of your lane to then like it, it it's it's so refreshing it feels so easy kind of so natural um and i just i just want them to, to do it more like i i've just been very pleased with it i know some of the defensive stuff needs to be cleaned up um but it's i think it's promising for them if they commit to it being kind of a thing you know um I want to touch on some 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 things here because I do agree. I love the the uh, the Nikola um, Duncan Bam Spain pick and roll with Nikola bringing it up. He's hit Bam several times just because he's so damn big. He can see over all these arms. 
<laughs> yeah, he just zooms it to him. But uh, a thing I want to talk about is defensively, and it's some to your point. Uh, Jovic isn't the best defender. I'm not here to say he is. Right. But what he allows is Bam to hunt on the perimeter. And they've played, per cleaning the glass, 247 possessions together. That right. is a significant amount of possessions. Yep. They are plus 12.2 in net rating with these two guys on the floor. Their defense is 99th percentile at 104 points per 100 possessions. That's wild. Let me repeat that. Their defense is elite when these two are on the floor. And this doesn't have to do that. Nikola Jovic isn't the best defender yeah. we have. Yeah. He's not. But what it allows is Bam to be free, to roam the perimeter. It allows your digs to be a little bit more diggier, I guess is the word. Yeah. <laughs> like, Stronger, more what? aggressive, like more present. Like they feel like real yes. digs and not just like... Uh, they feel like real... Exactly. They feel Matador like digs. Exactly. Because <laughs> right. he's actually lengthy enough to yeah. affect some of these lanes. Their yeah. defensive rebounding through the roof with these two guys yes. on. Their ability to force... Their ability to force... Um, what you call uh turnovers very good like what you call, like, what you call uh <laughs> at it so how i was trying say to it? uh <laughs> it's a to it's a timeout <laughs> no but no but realistically like all these things clicking yeah. together man like it's it's beautiful that he has some tough decisions jimmy's gonna come back we're gonna get people yeah. healthy but man i'm sorry i didn't want to i didn't want to take no, us no. down this no, hole. Fine. but it's just ahead, it's it's impressive that even on a bad game quote-unquote yeah. bad game from Jovic offensively in terms of scoring, like, there's still takeaways. Like, his yeah. rebounding has helped Bam be on the perimeter. His ability to pay, to push pace off of these rebounds has helped the offense flow together offensively, even when they haven't had the best pieces. And even like, when, like, he or Jaime miss on the push, that like, you know that they're pushing, and so you're more susceptible to like wanting to follow them after the push we bam got up like at least a two or back. three putbacks yeah, right put just backs. off of one of them you know kind of pushing and maybe blowing it a rim pressure rim. who would have thought who look at us <sighs> who would have thunk it no but but lula it's what you said like i i said uh i literally tweeted about it even with Jovi, jovic's uh limitations he's still big as hell Yes. <laughs> like if, if you can't teach that <laughs> if you're six five next to bam you have to be perfect you have to be mm -hmm. in the spot in position mm -hmm. perfectly mm -hmm. timed no no angle to the basket yep. boxing out every time Jovic is and like, it's so obvious when you're not exactly mm -hmm. and and Jovic is like oh shit I'm gonna I'm a beat late I know where I'm supposed to go my body's still not quick enough still not adjusting quick enough but I'm still because I'm seven feet tall, I'm gonna disrupt the shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hands up, and I got a nine foot a nine foot whatever standing yep. reach, and I'm gonna yep. bother it. And you can't yep. teach that. Like he's like one of the things we talked about last season, Bond. When we when when you know when G was like, yeah, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready defensive. We're like, no, he's not. But he's mo moving the right way. He's going the right way. He's going towards the right spot. His his mind is going fast. His body's not reacting. And, and I'm speed. okay with that. I need. And I'm okay. He's clear. 19. He can, was 19. Yep. He's 20. Yep. He's, last he's game, last game, he was one tick late on a crazy weak side block on a Kevin Love uh, blocking foul that turned into a goaltending. Uh -huh. But I was like, you, you see it. Yep. Yeah, you see it, and you're like, shit. And That's he's it. typically in lanes and deflecting passes. And I want to say one thing. I, he is slow sometimes. I don't think he's that slow, but. 
He runs out there and he closes out his fuck with his soul. He jumps in. It doesn't. They typically go in. It doesn't matter. He's out there contesting. <laughs> and to look what you were saying, like he allows Bam to kind of roll. But in those instances where Bam is um, anchored and kind of closer to the to the basket, Nikola has gotten better in space. His feet For have sure. gotten better in mm-hmm. space defensively. So, like you said, he's he's trending in, in such a really nice way. And the two of them as a tandem as you just, you know, kind of listed off for us, give them, you know, really, really good things that make them dynamic on both ends of the floor. I hope they continue to kind of look at it. Look, the fourth quarter. <laughs> I know, like, we got to, we're going to do a pod. I want to do, like, some film stuff with you, too. Like, there's some some shit that we could, like, really dig into. For sure. Um, fourth quarter. We won. We won the game. <laughs> Wasn't pretty, but we survived. What stood out to you, Frankie, from the fourth? How did you feel about... Bam's aggression and Bam's process in the fourth. Um, yeah. Um, I thought uh, I, I thought it took Bam a little bit to get going in the I fourth because um, he was still they were trying to spam two man actions early on, and it was it was what I was mentioned earlier that it wasn't there and they weren't moving yep. the ball. They were still trying to force the action, um, and that's where they they got into trouble. That's where a, a bit of their inefficiency came from. I also thought it was a little bit of dead legs. I thought I thought yes. he he played the whole fourth. Bam did, and I felt like there there needed to be a, like a little bit of breathing room for him. Uh, yeah. Luckily, he got I think he got motivated by all the no calls and the and the tech. Um, but late in the game, when the game was on the line, he was being aggressive. He was going to the basket. He had that beautiful uh, spin inside on Mo Wagner with the dunk. Oh, uh, the footwork. That oh was B apostrophe M. That you know, a, you know. That should have been a fucking <laughs> and one, man. I was. There were so many missed calls. He only yeah. took six free throws. That guy's leaving with a bunch of scratches and bruises tonight. Yeah. He was a warrior tonight. Like, I, I, I'm so uh, proud of that. Like, he, he did not let them lose. And uh, he's perfected uh, the fake jump for, for a block attempt. I On the last possession, hmm. Apollo was driving in. He went, whoop. And he didn't jump, and Paolo yeah. still thought he was it got it disrupted. Yeah. He does that like two or three random yeah. times a game, and it works like ninety five percent of the time. It's That's so funny. funny to watch. And he he Paolo bobbled it. That's why he missed the first one. Unfortunately, he got the offensive rebound, missed the bunny. But uh, I thought that was just a funny thing to know. Watch for that going mm-hmm. forward. Um, he, I thought overall though, like as the lead dog tonight, um, even though. The shot attempts didn't show it because Duncan took the most shots and had to take a lot of late clock sh- shots. So that's you know I, I'd rather go for a, a Duncan three home uh, if you're in, instead of like a contested mid range. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt overall the aggression was there. He he took the the brunt of it. I, there were, could have been a couple shots at the at the line, a couple more attempts at the line if the the refs gave him to it. But you know he did bitch, he did moan about it, and he said I'm gonna do what I need to do and take us home. Yep. Lou, how do you feel about Bam's process throughout the game and particularly in the fourth? Like, and I agree kind of with Frankie. It, it felt like it took him somewhere around like the six and a half, seven, six-ish mark to like really, really kind of feel uh, engaged from a scoring aspect, even though, you know, you felt Bam's presence kind of throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Caleb for keeping him alive during those yeah. six minutes where Bam was yeah. trying to get his feet going. Yeah. But uh I felt like the processing got a lot better when they started just like when he starts simplifying the game for himself. Um, the first half, 
the difference to me was in the first half and in specifically down the stretch in the fourth quarter, uh, it's the, the thing that we talk about Jaime noticing where he has the advantage. Bam doesn't process that as quickly. Correct. So what I mean by that is sometimes he had guys like Batatse on him in the first half. And instead of bringing him out and trying to face him up, he was trying to back him down and shooting contested. You know, he's not the guys bigger than him. It was tougher for him to move him. And then it felt like during the game, as the game started going on, it was like, this is my advantage. Face yeah. up now. This is my advantage. Post up now. And then we can. He was even when he was getting doubled in the post, he was making good passes. We just were missing our shots. Yeah, doubled but, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but th that process to me is still fine. I don't care if the shot goes in or not. I mean, obviously, it, it, you know, it's easy to say that when you win. When you lose, you you know, it hurts a little more. But it is what it is. You trust you trust the process, and and stuff like that. But um, uh, one thing I would love to know is how much, in my opinion, how much more comfortable Bam is with the ball in the middle of the floor, mm -hmm. as opposed to the block. And I was I was yelling this at with my dad at the TV. I was like, like with nine seconds, whatever to to win the game. I was like, if they give it to him on the block, I don't think because on the block when he's posting up, he has a guy. He has about three people looking at him, and he can't see two of them. Mm -hmm. He can't see his guy and the, and and the other guy under the rim. And that's what happened the first play, which should have been a foul. But once he got there, he didn't expect the help. Everybody was digging, and it was tough for him to like gather himself. But as opposed to the very last shot and throughout the course of the fourth quarter, except for that one highlight play on uh, Mo Wagner, he was getting the ball at the top and really just surveying the floor and being like, this is what's comfortable. This is what I'm going to get to. This is what's comfortable. This is what I'm going to get to. Yeah. If if that just comes quicker, um, the efficiency will come. I do think he played a lot more minutes than he probably wanted to today because uh, um, not to harp on anybody, Kevin Love has deserved the most credit this year, but this was not his best game. And they needed Bam back out there. And he delivered, man, uh, on both sides of the floor. Shit. His processing was, it got better during the game, specifically in terms of getting his own bucket. But defensively, shit, he was there the whole game. To your point about, like, the comfort in, like, the middle of the floor up high versus kind of off the extended block, expecting a double. It's so much, the, the court is so much smaller off of the block when the yep. double's coming it's and the angles are so much different that like you're still passing through hands whether you're trying to make passes from the block and out versus from the top and kind of down that way but it the the vision changes and it's so much easier to kind of read where your advantages will be from the top you know mm -hmm. based on kind of you know how defense is shifting but and i like i, I thought that was cool of you to point out because it, it is a difference and you can see it and kind of like you can like see him thinking about it almost. You see the giddy up in his dribble when he has when yeah. he's in the middle of the floor. You see him like oh shit like I I got every move in my bag yeah. here, yeah. as opposed to like when he's on the block he feels like he's sustained yeah. to just posting up and he does tend to go middle all the time. So that yeah. he tends to go to towards just start him there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's where he tends to go. Start him there and let him fucking work. No, and, and some <laughs> of that I feel like it's. He he's way more susceptible to getting the ball deflected when he's in the post because yeah. the ball's low and the, the mm -hmm. when, they, when they dig he's so bad at keep getting the ball up and going. He doesn't raise it. it. <laughs> he doesn't. He keeps it here. He keeps it he at does. the waist level. And you know, even though there's even though they're small for NBA guys, they're still six feet tall. They're right, right. above his waist. They're gonna grab right. that shit easy. Uh, when he's at the middle of the floor, he goes a lot faster. And, mm -hmm. and that's one thing, like, when he – I think that's one thing he needs to adjust to. Instead of trying to, like, overpower these small guys, 
quicker, go strong, go one move, boom, in the chest hook yeah. right there. He's trying to like power, power, yeah. power. And then he bobbles it for a second and, and it's, it's all hands inside. And, and yep. that's where the, the trouble gets, gets to him. But yeah, man, I, I agree. I, I love his high post passing. I feel like he sees the, he does see the floor better, but the, you can talk about the, in the playoffs, the game five against the bucks. Yeah, he was he, at the pulling high post in the fourth quarter, mm -hmm. pulling out Brooke, finding the cutters on the on the pin downs on the uh, on both sides, just making reads, and and that was it was just beautiful to watch. Oh, I'm thinking about like a series like that today, or just like actions like that in like a lineup that has like a Bam, a Nico, a Jaime, and a Jimmy. Just like the passing, the vision, the cutting, and and Haywood. I don't know what that five looks like, but like I I I like the way that. Haywood and I think Jaime are our two best cutters, and they just move so well um, off of the decision makers when they're kind of stationed at the high post. Huh. There is there's so much more that we can talk about. I love talking to you too. <laughs> um, we got to do like a good film breakdown episode or something. I might bring like Needle to the Groove out for the first time in two years just to do some like Nicola Bam, two man, just like really kind of getting into you know, schematically uh, what's happening there. But good game tonight. Pulled out a win. G's going to kill us, but he's probably somewhere drunk on his face. Um, <laughs> Freezing his balls off. Miami is back in action this Monday. Sunday. Sunday with Hornets. Sunday with Charlotte. Monday with Dwayne the Nets. Wade retirement game. Yes. Jersey. Shout out to the three. Oh, Hopefully they bring out a statue. But they won't need to. Mickey's they cheap. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get out of here on this Friday night. You all go do what you do. Be safe. Have fun out there. And we will check in with you later. Thank you for rocking with us on Twitch. If you are um, watching the replays with us on our YouTube, we love you. If you are downloading the episode, wherever you download your podcast episodes, we super love you. Um, and, yeah, we will see you guys next time. Follow us on Playoff Foul. We love y'all. We love the support. <laughs> uh, be safe. Everybody have a great weekend. Have a good Peace. one.